Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of Orbital, the Galaxy 60 podcast. We are recording this right after the iPhone launch, as iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus were just announced. Podcast regular Rishi is here. Greetings. He's going to be talking about all things gaming and then there's Akhil. Hi everyone. Was also an iPhone user and was not looking forward to the iPhone 7 at all. But let's see what he has to say about the phone. So Akhil, why don't you go first? How excited are you about the iPhone 7? Right, so I, Apple kept hammering on about how it's the best iPhone ever during the launch. And I think that is a good point. But that's because it's the best iPhone ever, but it's not the best phone ever. Everything that they announced is sort of come in parts in most Android phones before this. So it was more of like Apple catching up to what other phones have done and putting that in one package at a premium price. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the whole uh, catching up part. I mean, for starters, they, I mean, most probably iPhone 7 is not going to explode. Um, secondly, I think uh, the CPU performance and all is really, really underrated on, on the iPhone. Um, the pr- processor, I think at least it's going to be much faster than anything any Android phone has. Um, even though, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to tell with all these benchmarks floating around on different platforms. Yeah, but do you really need, really need those benchmarks? As long as the phone does your daily task, you don't need those. Yeah, true, but it, it starts making a difference when you use the phone for a longer duration. For example, I still have my 5S and it can still run every pretty much every single game that releases on the platform without any lags. True. I mean, the, it's. I think I agree with, with Pranay on this. A while, uh, and it's really amusing, right? Because when, when you talk about Android phones, the first thing that people ask is how much RAM does it have or what's the processor like? And soon they're going to be asking, does it even explode? But uh, on Apple, it's always been about the user experience. And while I do agree, yes, that's important, the the benchmarks do impact how this would perform over a long period. Because let's be honest, you're you're spending close to, I think, what, 60,000 for a phone like this? Yep. The, The last thing you want is to have to upgrade a year later. You want to make sure you get the best bang for buck. And benchmarks help validate that. Simple as that. Yeah. So... Apple claimed that A10 Fusion, that's what the new chip is called, it has four cores now instead of the dual core processor. So two cores are high performance cores and the other two are high efficiency cores. So I'm guessing that helps in achieving this uh, phenomenal battery life that they were touting. They were saying that this is the best battery on an iPhone ever. And that, I mean, by their own statistics, it looks like the iPhone 7 will have a battery that compares with iPhone 6s Plus, which is quite an achievement considering that the phone is much smaller. And uh, yeah, apart from that, if you uh, look at what the uh, performance stats that they were touting, uh, I guess they said it's 40% faster than the 6S and uh, graphics performance is about 50% better than 6S. So year on year, that's a big improvement considering how fast the 6S and 6S Plus already were. Yeah, I mean, and what's going to be interesting is that it depending which uh, d- depending what rumors you've been reading, uh, they're apparently holding back for their 10th anniversary. And if this is just a stopgap for the 10th anniversary, you can very well imagine what they're holding back. Uh, yeah, my guess is the info, um, you know, I don't know if performance improvements would be such a big deal on the 10th anniversary iPhone that's next year. But I think that it's going to get some kind of a design change, which we haven't seen in maybe three years now. True. So yeah, it's from iPhone 6 onwards, it had pretty much the same design. Right now, of course, we have new colors, um, black and jet black. I mean, whoever thought that up, really needs to rethink that strategy. It's going to be confusing as hell. Um, and yeah, antenna bands are not as prominent, especially if you get the darker colored iPhone. Um, then yeah, it's pretty yeah, much I invisible. Think, I feel like antenna bands is, is should be the worst set, should be the lowest and could be considered because everyone uses a case really. So yeah. it's the last thing that matters, honestly. 
Yeah, it, uh, most people will use a case for sure, but for those who don't, you know, it's it's still a yeah, for those who don't, yeah. please don't buy the jet plug. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be a fingerprint magnet, scratch magnet, dust magnet, you name it. Yeah, yeah if you live in India, that. then you probably going to be crying over the phone in like two weeks. Yeah, most most definitely. And uh, in a very very surprising move, Apple on its own website has said that if you get the jet plug version, be prepared for certain abrasions. Uh, so use like they've said that you you have to put a case on it if you if that bothers you and i mean honestly if you get a new phone if it has scratches all over its body within 2 days then of course it will bother you yeah it yeah. will and it's but i don't know to me it just feels that the biggest improvements aren't exactly raw spec yeah. I, i like the fact that they're finally including what i'd like to believe are quality of life features on their phone like waterproofing like ois across all phones some for someone like me who takes very poor video it's a godsend and photos and yeah that too so <laughs> it's it, to me to me these are bigger pluses than a better processor or even to a large extent better battery life and uh, yeah probably not a popular opinion but i think that moving away from a 3.5 mm jack is a good thing but that's just me i don't agree i don't i don't think this is i feel like moving away from the 3.5 jack right now in your both your phones is sort of doing the same thing what they did to the macbook is that you remove all connectivity and you probably giving a device which is does not really offer the best of both worlds just the best of one world so i think your point on the macbook is very valid removing ports from it entirely was a bit too soon but on the iphone i think removing the headphone jack not such a bad idea especially considering that they're shipping it with an adapter no this is despite like me yeah. only using bluetooth yeah. headphones so you should like probably think like why am i even making this point yeah. but the thing is There are times when I'm like run out of battery because I'm careless and I don't remember to charge my headphones at night. And now I'm stuck with a Bluetooth headphones that that has zero battery, and I'm looking forward to a three-hour flight with nothing to do. Okay, uh, but I I still think that I mean their justification was not very good. It it was a little odd for um, Phil Schiller to come to stage and say it needs courage to move the industry. Yeah, ahead. which is why like when someone tweeted that they sounded like Gandhi on stage, I, I totally agree with that statement. Yeah, <laughs> but. I I would I mean, go they, they, as far as to say that I I just think that um I mean Phil Schiller has a habit of doing this even if you guys noticed with the last few events he made he made this in office statement about uh, how they're going to replace every how how basically the 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 iPad is is a, is a PC replacement can't innovate my ass yeah so uh, I think that's part for the course now it's just that I, yeah I do agree they could have had a better defense man I mean it's simple no wires you don't have to untangle stuff life is good that's all they had to say yeah but to be fair to phil schiller he did say later on that um, the 3.5 mm uh, headphone jack is the only analog connector on the iphone left and you know at some point it had to go go all digital so i mean fair enough i guess if if as long as they're shipping it with an adapter that's free and even if you want a replacement adapter that's just uh, $9 or 900 rupees in india um it's not a terrible deal but then he did highlight that uh, the home button has whatever new force taptic uh, yeah a new taptic engine and a new uh, force touch feedback system so i guess all of those things could have led to you know ultimately removal of this thing and if you notice the image that they showed right if you have to fit in like new taptic engine right below near the home button then sort of you have to compromise on what you can fit around that yeah, yeah. true no but sort of the connects like if the whole like fitting hardware and also connects to the point there which i like is how they managed to fit in dual spe- stereo speakers and put in a dual camera on yeah. the top and the funny I, thing is the second speaker is actually the earpiece right on on the other side oh yeah interesting <laughs> but i i don't know what, what, 
while this is all fine and dandy, what, what worries me, and this actually brings me back to the benchmark side of things, is we don't know how much RAM each device has. And to me, that could be a point of concern because the last thing you want to do is be stuck with a device that has two gigs of RAM instead of three. Now, uh, according to a few analysts prior to the event, uh, the seven is supposed to have two gigs and the seven plus is supposed to have three. Nothing's mentioned on Apple's site yet. We'll probably know when actual benchmarks are out. But to me, it just points to unnecessary fragmentation, though I hesitate to use the word, but that does seem kind of apt. I, I don't exactly know um, like how much of a difference it's going to make, honestly. Um, but yeah, one device is more powerful than the other, uh, mostly because of the size, uh, I guess. That, True. You know, and the only thing is that not everybody is comfortable with using that 5.5-inch uh, phone, which almost looks like a, f a piece of footwear. Um, but yeah, for those who are comfortable with it, definitely get it. It's totally worth the premium, in, in my opinion. I mean, but if you think about it, you have, I mean, they, they showed off some really good games on stage. Uh, they showed off Oz, which looked really nice. Yeah. 400 flying monkeys, which probably could represent the Vita owning audience. Let's, might as well talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, Super Mario Run. That is not an elephant. That is the masterclass <laughs> of unexpected stuff ever. Yeah. Especially when you consider that Nintendo has said Mario is coming, but they never were clear on a date. To see them push it up so far ahead, when actually Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing were due this year, to push this up ahead is a big, big step forward. Yes, it is. Of course it is. And the problem with Nintendo is that they announce too many things and then nothing ever shows up for mobile. Yeah. yeah? And it's, fa it's fantastic to see Shigeru Miyamoto come on stage and say that, you know, fine, this is going to be out in, in holiday 2016. And between between Super Mario Run, which is which looks to be an endless runner with a sort of multiplayer mode, to see them launch that on, on iOS and to launch Super Mario Maker on the 3DS means they've essentially cornered the handheld and mobile gaming space for the entire year. Yeah. There is like nothing else to buy. Yeah, Mario is a game that people will play pretty, uh, pay pretty much any price to, to get. And it also makes life tougher for other game developers because the December, the Christmas release window is basically, for the lack of a better term, uh, pretty much Nintendo's. There is nothing else you can do now. If they ship, that is. Uh, I think they'll make it. They'll want to hit the Christmas season. Yeah, uh, but look, yeah. having seen all of Nintendo's announcements, I, I think they first spoke about this mobile gaming adventure of theirs, I don't know. Um, a year ago. A year and a half ago now. A year ago, yeah. Yeah. So, since then, what have we seen on mobile? Seriously. Nintendo. Yeah, oh, Nintendo. Yeah. And, and Pokemon <laughs> Go, you know, which is not even a Nintendo game. So. Now, now, they own 30% of the company that made it yeah. in partnership with Niantic. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's to me, it's it's a step forward, and yeah, India might not see the game anytime soon because Nintendo is what yeah, Nintendo is ever. Then, if it's Nintendo, then ever. Yeah. So you know what? The app store got a new feature. I, I don't know if it was it's been done before, but I think I've never seen it before. That um, instead of a like the app has a page already on the app store, and instead of a buy button or a get button, mm. you see a notification button, notify me button. Nice. So then you know, I guess if you have a notification enabled for the app store, the moment the game launches, you get a notification and you yep. can sit and um, download yep. it. And uh, we tried following that link. It's not available in the Indian app store. So guess what? Yeah, not there's a good chance India. India might not get it anytime soon. Hopefully that changes, but yeah, can't tell. We still don't have Pokemon Go at the time of the recording of this podcast. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. Let, let's not even go there. Go okay. There. So um, any positives to this whole um, headphone jack thing? Uh, I think yeah. I think it's a it's a step forward. I mean, at the end of the day. It's, I mean, what's the point of refining 
and taking the uh, taking technological advancements to the point where you still need wires. I'd like to be completely wire free, and I think it's a step in that direction. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, anyone wants to talk about AirPods? The one sixty dollar ones. Yeah. I mean, the name itself is quite amusing. What yeah. they showed off, yeah. I mean, I like the fact that they're. Oh, that that the moment you take them out of of your of, of your the case, case, yeah, they 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 automatically start working. But what also worries me is the penalty to battery life. Even though Apple is using their own proprietary standard to use them with with your phone, uh, it still does give me a cause cause for concern in the event power management isn't what it should be. So I'm a little iffy. I, I'm with them in principle that yes, it's good to be wire free. But in terms of actual execution, let's see what happens. I'm tentative there. So. Most sources are saying they're gonna have five hours of battery life, and Apple said the iPhone Seven can do forty hours of wireless listening. So basically, you have to charge the wireless headphones eight times before your iPhone dies down. So have fun with that. Yeah, that but it comes with that case, right? So if you put it in that case, it starts uh, charging wireless. Yeah, but the like case is not gonna give you eight time. eight charges. Yeah. So I mean, there are gonna be some concerns there. Yeah, I, so I, if you're on a holiday, yeah. then it's better taking a one the lightning one so all along i mean i wasn't entirely opposed to the removal of the headphone jack uh, mostly because there are some things that the lightning connector does and the usb c connector for that matter does which uh, the analog one can't which is provide uh, active noise cancellation true um, and you know a couple of benefits from an audio standpoint uh, it's obviously going to like fragment the market now the headphones market was more or less you know standard wired and wireless now it's going to be like totally android and apple divided though right cuz like this is going to because apple is always like sort of the consider the leader by most companies this like this change is going to preempt not preempt is going like, to change make every android manufacturer like throw out the headphone jack from now on yeah which will basically have lightning pods and like uh, usb c earphones yeah and, and usb c has you can't like basically exchange like earphones with anyone yeah. else or if you changing a device that means Buying new earphones as well. The moment you change yeah, it's going to open a whole can of worms because my understanding is that USB-C is not the same across various phones. Uh, I mean, people use no. uh, different hardware, different DACs around the connector, and there's a lot of differences in standards over there. That's why some cables, some USB-C cables, are known to even brick phones yeah. uh, because they are of poor quality. Um, so the thing with Apple is that you have, like Shilha said on stage, you have 900 million devices with a Lightning connector, and you have the Made for iPhone program. So, because of these two things, at least manufacturers are guaranteed that the moment they launch a product, they can target a whole bunch of people now. But I think this is ultimately going to benefit benefit headphone manufacturers because they're gonna now be able to sell three different versions of headphones to the same owner. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but from a consumer standpoint, the only benefit I can see to to this whole um, controversy in quotes is that this probably will push wireless audio ahead. in terms of uh, bluetooth it it has a lot of problems like range first of all and um, apart from that pairing and unpairing is still an issue uh, it is it's not as smooth as it should be but if uh, what they showed for these airpods like the moment you bring them close to the iphone um, and open the case it asks you if you want to connect or not tap connect and you're in already right yeah. but that's all, again going to be an issue because not everyone's going to adopt the same standard so you can't yeah. use apple's w1 with Yeah, Android. Apple, yeah so if you have like an Android, yeah. Android phone, and if you say have an iPad, you can't buy one headphones and hope to use them with those two devices. You have to buy two two headphones for different devices. Yeah, that's also true. But yeah, if it improves wireless audio in a big way, if it makes all these uh, pairing and pairing yeah. connection issues, if if it makes all of that go away, then yeah, ultimately it's a uh, whatever change in technology which we have to accept. I think it's it's essentially the right time for anyone who hasn't. upgraded to a, to an iPhone 6s to buy a 6s right now and wait it out to see what happens next 
with wireless and the standards because there's going to be chaos for a few years the way I see it. I don't think this is going to get resolved anytime soon. So yeah, uh, that's that's how I see it. A change out. in standards never happens smoothly. Right, just because just the way like time. how we had so many standards before USB Type B became common, micro USB. Hmm. We had like probably different standard for Nokia, different for Motorola, different yeah. for everyone. Before everyone sort of settled over one standard, so it's gonna happen be the same thing again. Yeah. So yeah, let's see how it pans out. I'm I am happy about. Uh, one thing that you know they've changed the home button design they have the new taptic engine so th that i'm looking forward to because you know like frankly uh, the apple watch has spoiled me a bit uh, the way it notifies you for different things is, is just really cool like if it's just a message it's such a tiny tap on your wrist that you know it's, it gives this very nice differentiation with the regular uh, yeah. caller tune so if things like that happen great and also glad that you don't have to press the home button anymore oh, just yeah. you know tap on it a little harder and, and you're in India price, 60,000 rupees for the 32GB model. Speaking of which, yeah, they've removed 16GB uh, on all phones except for the SE. Nice. Finally. I think it was high time they should have done that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, thoughts on the India price, um, 60,000 for 32GB and I guess 72 and 82 for the 128 and 256. I think it's, it's, it's good from one simple standpoint that whoever's on uh, 6 and below will probably pick up the 6s because the price on price top on that will happen on excess mm. stock mm. hopefully we can see a 64 or a 32 6s go as low as fingers crossed 45 in that 45 range 45 yeah if i'm not mistaken they've removed the 64 entirely for the 6s so, it's uh, 32 and 128 true now. that's what they've removed but then there will still be stock in the market yeah there will and, be some uh, stock with diwali yeah. and with with, with Diwali sales around October, if I'm not mistaken. October 31st, yeah. yeah. You're, going to, you're going to see some discounts. So to me, uh, it's always good to see a new uh, uh, a new iPhone out because the last gen version becomes extremely cheap. <laughs> so even though I'm looking forward to a, to, to a wire-free future, that's not in my immediate future. I probably see myself going to 6S. Yeah, but like right, right last year, buying the 6 and 6S wasn't like that much of a gap when the 6S was announced. But then when you see dual camera, stereo speakers, a new touch button and a better screen with the white color gamut and everything, I feel like getting a success when the 7 launched feels like a very sort of half deal now. True. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I wasn't expecting there to be such a big jump between the success and the 7 and frankly, I was not excited much about the event at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, having seen all that they've announced, I think success is a bit of a raw deal, especially if the price reduces by around, say, seven, eight thousand. I think it's a raw deal. No, that's not completely worth it. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I, I look at it from a point of view is that most people who buy these phones aren't going to be concerned with dual camera or you know the cool features <laughs> that are there. We <laughs> why are you buying a flagship <laughs> because it's an iPhone. <laughs> there we go. That's that's how majority of people buy their phones here. Yeah, it but that's looks... ridiculous. Just buy the iPhone 5C. It's, if you're not going to use the dual camera, you're not going to use all no, the new features. Buy a 5C or 5S. No, then you buy a 6 or a 6S. It has to look like a current gen iPhone. That is how Indians purchase phones. And that is what's going to happen. Stop we saw buying it. flagship seriously. We, we saw it when the 6 came buy out. Buy an SE. We saw it when the 6 came out. The 5S saw a dramatic surge. The same is going to happen here. It's just the way things are, and it's going to be amusing to see what happens. Well, that's that's the whole like condition of flagships now. Like you have all these features, and people only probably use twenty percent of those features. Yeah, but then you know, I mean, companies can't stop pushing the boundaries, right? They have to have all of these. Yeah, features. because they have yeah. because they're public companies, they have to yeah convince investors that they're still like worth it in the market. And yeah. more so in in a country here where where cost is a concern. I mean, I yeah, I but Apple's doing nothing to like sort of even like breach that. 
Still, 60 is going to be tough for a lot. I see, which is why I see... My hope is that they reduce the price of the iPhone SE in India uh, oh, yeah, to some nice. manageable level. Right now, I think starts at about 39,000. Yeah, but, but uh, like Indians are the same people who have, who have like love big phones though at the same time. Uh, true that, but then uh, if you give, if you start selling an iPhone SE at say, I don't know, the 30,000 price point, uh, then yeah, online discounts will bring it down to about 25, at which point it becomes a serious option for many yeah. people. You know, big phone. I mean, love for big phones aside, I think um, the iPhone 5s around when it went down to around 20,000, 19,000 in in between. Yeah, all these online uh, retailers discounting that's a good it. Surge. Yeah, so then a lot of people bought it. You know, it's just that people want to have an iPhone, but I mean, let's be honest, nobody has the money. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, the prices they charge in India. Yeah, are ridiculous, yeah. frankly. Yeah. See, to me, it's good from for the. It's nice to see that. With every new device that comes in, more people end up buying it. It's great for developers because, I mean, at the end of the day, the only platform where, or the only mobile platform where developers make money on games and not advertising is iOS. So it's great for games. It's great for developers. It's great if you're the sort who makes apps as well. So your your addressable user base just increases. So to me, that's the big plus with all of this. Yep, um, launch date is October seventh. Unfortunately, not coming with the first wave. And in my opinion, also doesn't give uh, people, I mean, all these retailers enough time to discount it before Diwali. So, I mean, if you're holding out on a Diwali discount for an iPhone 7, don't expect more than a thousand more or like two thousand rupees. More like a new year thing, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, all these discounts are going to either come in uh, right before the end of the year, like last year, when uh, people wanted to clear stock and boost their numbers. What would have been great but if Apple had like decided to like expand the iPhone upgrade program beyond China as well. Like, I know mm-hmm. they gave it to UK and China. But they thought of that bringing that to other countries as well. That could have been something that Indians could have gone for. Yeah. yeah. The problem with doing that is to ensure that the market has a larger a number of authentic units available officially. And yeah. considering how we're so mixed in that regard, yeah. I mean, you you walk in you walk into an iPhone into an, into an Apple service center, they're turning people away half the times who brought iPhones in because they've not been bought in the country. Yeah. So until they figure that out and they crack that, I don't see that coming anytime soon. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, October 7th, I guess, you know, it's not such a long wait either. Uh, it's about, I think, third week since the iPhone is officially available. That's uh, September 16th. I mean, anyway, buying at launch, like, normally doesn't make sense for most products. Yeah, but then, you know, there are people who will do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. So Bring on the queues. <laughs> okay, um, so Apple Watch Series 2, any of you have any thoughts on that? Smart watches are useless. I think it's a step in the right direction. And... Uh, Especially from a, from a point of view of someone who's already invested in the Apple ecosystem, it makes a lot of sense. I like the fact that they finally included GPS so you don't have to carry your phone with you. Yeah, so, tell me about that. So, uh, I've been wishing yeah. for a GPS. Yeah, to be honest, I was just joking. But like, yeah, I was, remember our talk about like you were looking for like a really dedicated sports watch. Yeah, running And you're talking watch, about yeah. Apple Watch and I was like, no, you should go for the Garmin. But like right now, the Apple Watch 2 is... Does give like competition to the government only obviously not on the price point I'm guessing though. Yeah, definitely not on the price point, definitely not on battery life. Your Garmin yeah. watch will last you a good... Uh, That's obviously week. because of the LCD yeah. screen. The Garmin doesn't give an LCD screen. Yeah, true. I think it's a step in the right direction. It's, I mean, it's not as big an improvement as it could be, but it's a step in the right direction. And again, with most things, Apple, it's also the apps that come into the equation. I'm, I, I for one would be interested to see how Pokemon Go plays on an <laughs> Apple watch more than anything else at this stage. Yeah. So, uh, I guess battery life concerns are there, but I still think that using the GPS on the Apple Watch Series 2 for Pokemon Go um, is probably a bad idea from a development standpoint. My guess is they would have every any way to catch Pokemon, you have to pull out your phone. So, right. I, you know, it only makes sense that they use the GPS on the phone rather than on, on the watch. 
True, but yeah, I mean, but they will. They end up because if, if the phone isn't like on, like the screen yeah. isn't on, you'll have to use the GPS of the Apple Watch to notify people what yes. Pokestop or Pokemon is coming. Everything about Pokemon Go is, you know, reeks of such poor coding. I mean, what kind of a person designs an app that uses your location and needs you to move around and doesn't give like background access to location? So, I think it yeah. was they want you to like be looking at the app, not just be like involved in a passive state. All these people, they have these huge uh, uh, claims of how they want you to discover the city while you catch Pokemon. And then you have to look at the screen constantly. What are you discovering really? Yeah, it's the great irony of our 21st century technology life. Yeah. The more connected, the more we're actually not connected. Yeah. Did you not see all of those photos at launch time? Like when people standing near lakes and in Central Park, not looking at each other but looking at their phones. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody has to catch those yeah. Pokemon, right? Okay, a uh, massive feature, I guess, is uh, it's a, uh, the watch is now swim-proof. So, uh, I saw on Twitter that there's a guy who has been swimming with the original Apple Watch. And it did wow. not die. Wow. It did not die. So, uh, the original Apple Watch was uh, splash-proof, but not advertised as swim-proof. Although, when you design watches, you have to design with that uh, possibility in mind that it will be dunked in water at some point. Um, but yeah, this one is swim-proof, water-resistant up to 50 meters, which is about as good as it gets in the world of swimming. So, if you had to buy a new phone, um, any of you, which one would you go for? iPhone 7, 7 Plus or Android? Yeah, if money was no question, 7 Plus. Yeah, assume that money is no question seven plus, in the market. For yeah, 7 Plus 256. Yeah, 7 Plus 256 because of the dual camera. Otherwise, I would, if money was a question, then S7 Edge. <sighs> Alright, not uh, Galaxy Note 7 Edge. You, like, are you both done with the jokes you've been trying to make? <laughs> it's just like one phone, you know. Like there are better phones in the market which exist and which still beat Apple before its launch. Yeah, so I guess yeah. But uh, with the seven, they fixed a lot of the shortcomings that. Um, yeah, which were at the start. Like Apple yeah. has fixed the short shortcomings and like come up to where every other phone was already there. Like, yeah, a year or two or sometimes three years ago. Like I had the HTC One M8 which had stereo speakers. Like. That was yeah, there, was, there, there were a lot of minor like issues with the iPhone, but overall I still thought that uh, the success was a great package. Uh, but then with the seven, they've just beaten the success out of the water entirely, and overall, like it's, it's about yeah, the yeah. ninth generation or something. Yeah, and Next then we finally have stereo speakers. Yeah, so that iPad got it. Uh, I think last year, right? iPad. Yeah, iPad. iPad you could have easily done in the first generation. It's such a big device. Mm. Phones I can understand, but still, like nine generation, that makes no sense to me. Yep, but then finally, but the company yeah. which like got Bluetooth in the third generation, so. I don't know, man. The way I look at it is, authors may have it first, but it got perfected here. So, I don't see any problem there. <laughs> this is not football and it's not Brazil. <laughs> okay, so I'm definitely buying the iPhone 7 128 uh, GB because 7 Plus is a bit too expensive. Like the budget I have, I can either go for the 7 128 or the 7 Plus 32. And there is no way with that dual camera, that awesomeness over there, I am going to be able to manage in 32 GB. So, or you could just buy three One Plus 3s. Yeah. Or you could wait 8 months honestly and like then buy the 7 plus. Yeah, but yeah, too late, right? I mean, if you have if you all if you have used an iPhone for 3 years, you know what's the state of the battery. So, you know, you, you would ideally want to upgrade. Yep. So, okay, I guess that's about everything we have for this show and we will see you with another episode of Orbital very soon. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at gadgets360.